Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% This is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome into the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and we're talking futsal today. Keith Tozer, his son Alex, and Diego are here. First of all, Keith, how you been? And I cannot believe how grown Alex is. Last time I saw him, he's a squirrely little fella. And he goes, now I'm just squirrely and I'm just bigger. That's all. We'll get to that in we a minute. Will get to that in a minute. It's good to see you. How you big back? time, big time. God, they got big unit. You got big time. Wow, it's great uh, to do, see you, man. Do you know how that started? They, I started doing a high school um, basketball show, not yeah. because I asked, but they didn't have anybody else. There was four weeks left, and I said, "I've never talked in the microphone. I have no interest." It says Thursday night. We just let the, the other guys go because they kept talking world wrestling stuff. You got to do it. So I came in, did one show, and went really well. Did the next week I did a show, and it was horrible, Keith. I mean, it was bad. And I'm driving down Grange, and I, I was told that I was leaning, right? And the window's <laughs> open, and Sparky was yelling, beeping at me, and I didn't notice him. He goes, what, are you big-timing me? Okay, big-time. And that's how ah. – and it stuck, and it's never gone away. I love Steve it. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. I'm like Frankenstein. He keeps turning the bolt in my neck. <laughs> He's like, you do the high school basketball show. Okay, what do you know about football? I said, I know a lot about it. Do a football show. What do you know about baseball? I know a lot about baseball. What do you know about home improvement? Nothing. <laughs> Perfect. You're the guy. I'm like, come on, man. Enough. You Enough. know what you are? You're big time. Big time. That's what it is. Yeah, that's and, and you know what? It should be tired time at this point. It was good to see you at the golf outing. How'd it you was great him? to see you. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun day. It um, was. I hadn't played in Western, uh, Western Lakes yeah. in a long time. I think the last time I was there, Lombardo and... Uh, and Donley got into a little scuffle out there, but we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. so great to be on your show. Yeah, love it. I'm playing in a golf outing there on Monday. Tell oh, you me. did this Monday. I am this coming Monday. Oh, this coming Monday. It's a, it's called Speed Golf, and they're raising money for Matthew Matthew Rittner, the SWAT guy that that got killed, and right. his wife found out three days after the funeral she was pregnant. Oh my lord! He had a baby girl. They named her Maddie Joe. And they're raising money for her. Oh, that's great. And um, a guy that I go to church with at Brookside Baptist Church is a retired SWAT guy. Yep. And uh, he said, hey, it's really short notice. Do you want to help us out? I go, you bet. And so my son, who hasn't played golf in 10 years, and me, I played once in five. He said, maybe I should go hit a bucket. I go, why? Why? Speed golf, two hours. You get one practice swing, two putts, and move on. That's what it is. You're going to try to get through as Two many hours, holes. eighteen holes. Well, if you get hold, get through as many as you can. Wow, four to six. You got to go fast. That's that's what the I deal is. So get going, get going, and uh, you lose a ball, drop another one and hit and, it, and keep going. Yeah, nobody's 
Look, nobody's pulling a Bill Michaels and saying they're 19 under after five. Oh you're just God. not going to do it. And and nobody cares who wins. You're going to go out. Johnsonville's donated some products. We'll have some product stuff like that. Hey, before we get into what, what yep. we're going to talk about, I want to tell my favorite Keith Tozer story. Okay. One of them. No, this is, you know what, and I want your son to hear this because this is really, this is before I knew you. I didn't even know you at this point. I'm at meetings in Atlanta, and there was two separate meeting rooms, one for sales and marketing yep. and one for owners, head coaches, and general managers. And you were a head coach in Atlanta at the time. Yep. Walked into our room, and they said, no, no, coach, you got to go in the other room. You said, no, I'm staying here. They said, no, you have to be in the other one. You said, nothing happens over there. All they do is talk. This is where stuff happens. If this league's going to get big like I wanted to, these are the people that have to make it. And you sat in the meetings I was in, and I went, who is that guy, and I like him. And then Milwaukee hired you. And the first nights you were here, I had to drive you home because one of the owners, not going to name him, but he drinks doers, um, was at Colts. <laughs> and he said, That's where he negotiated our contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I took you back to the hotel. And he squirted ketchup all over oh, me. Yes, he did. So, and I told you that story about being in Atlanta. <laughs> and look, I knew at that moment that Milwaukee made a good hire because you knew what we did on my side of the aisle was pretty important to not only the teams individually, but certainly to the league itself, and I thank you for that. And the things you're doing now shows that you listened in those meetings because you, you're marketing the heck out of some of this stuff. 100,000 listeners on the podcast. Over, yeah. Over 100,000. Yeah, closing in on 110, actually. You can go to SoccerToday.com, World of Futsal, to hear Keith's podcast. I listened to some today. It's really good. Thank you, thank you. Or yeah. you can just go right to WorldOfFutsal.com. Or you can go to iHeart, iTunes, or Stitcher yeah. uh, to listen to the show. Uh, just released yesterday, Antonio Garcia uh, Jimenez, who's the goalkeeper coach and assistant coach for Vietnam. Man, so it's big. And, and it's yeah. a little. are you surprised how quick you got to over 100,000? You know, Mike, you and I were talking briefly about it. When I did it, I, I started the show, one, because there was no podcast really around the world for futsal. And the second thing is I love to talk. And I didn't have any ex- expectation on how many people we'd get. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I started with zero. Right? right. So all of a sudden in a month, I had a couple thousand. And I'm like, well, a couple thousand, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Then, then it got to 10, and then it got to 15, and 30, and 60. And then guests started calling me and say, can I get in your show? Yeah. So, you know, right now I do have expectations. So I'd like to hit a quarter of a million. And then my ultimate goal down the road is a million. Man, well, good for you. And it's a really good show. If you've not heard it, go on and take a listen to it. And whether you're a football fan or not, it, there's some really good stories, interesting life stories. Um, you do a nice job of interviewing people, and congratulations that, to that's that. That's a great point because I, um, Anson Dorrance has won 22 national championships and a World Cup for the women's national team. Right. He's been on the show. Ali Long, who was just on the women's national team that won the World Cup in France, she's been on the show. Uh, we've had some wave guys on the show. So it's, it's not just futsal. But it's people that somehow get themselves back to the game, right? And and look, I, it's it's a lot of life stories and how that journey, yep. how it started, where it started, and and it's really interesting. Thank you. Let me introduce Alex Tozer. He's been rolling his eyes now for the last four minutes. When you said I like to talk, his eyes almost fell out of his head yeah. as he looked at Diego, and they both started laughing. Like, really? Tell us something we don't know. Coach. Can I ground him? Yeah, you can, man. At whatever 26? you got. It didn't work when he was seven. How'd you know? Because I was there. <laughs> he was running around. I don't know if that 
kid ever slept. The kid was just yeah. bouncing off the walls. Alex Tozer, how you been? Uh, doing well. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, same. Uh, you're the same kid, right? Just growing up, just taller now? Yeah, a lot of energy. A lot of energy still. That's good. What are you doing nowadays? Uh, right now, I am still very active in soccer, following in uh, Pops' footsteps. Um, you know, just stepped away from playing uh, pro after God, eight to nine concussions. So I had to step away there, but uh, very active in the community as far as uh, full-time coaching right now at uh, Strike FC. And, and, and really part of this youth futsal movement? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk to to you guys about a lot today because this is the youth sports show. And look, I don't know a lot about it, but I know a little bit. And I know that people keep talking to me about it where four years ago, nobody talked to me about it. I'd never heard of it. And it's almost like lacrosse a little bit where all of a sudden there's a lot of parents that want their kids to play yep. it. And, and it's I don't know if it's on fire. Look, when I was with the Wave, they kept talking about the soccer explosion. Hmm. And I hated that because I I'd never thought, and I still don't think, that a soccer-type explosion where all these kids are going to just stop everything else they're doing and play soccer. But I think what's happened is kids at an early age get a chance to fall in love with soccer the way that you guys have and then continue to play. And there's a lot of options once kids get to fourth, fifth grade, and we're going to talk about some of that stuff. If if parents are we are we pushing kids to specialize too early, and if we are, do you guys like multi sport athletes, or you know, are these kids that you're working with should they only stay with one sport and play indoor soccer, outdoor soccer, and that's all they're going to do? And we'll talk about that later in the show. Did you know? Keith, that that futsal was going to um, have such a big impact in the United States the last three years? You know, Mike, when Donnie Nelson, who's the president of basketball operations for the Mavericks, he called me five years ago and he said, hey, coach, I'd like for you to come to Dallas and I might buy an indoor team and I want you to be part owner and coach. And I said, well, fortunately or unfortunately, I have a contract with the Wave, but have you ever heard of the game of futsal? And he said, futsal, what is that? And I said, well, we're playing France in a couple of weeks here in Milwaukee at MSOE. Take a look at it. He couldn't come, so he sent his daughter, Christy. And Christy came. She fell in love with it. A month later, I'm down in Dallas, and then all of a sudden the PFL is born, and, and, and that's off and running. But the reason I tell you that story is that the game has been here for many years, but now people have finally found it. It was like they, they, they didn't believe it. They didn't know about it. And now – because of all the best players in the world have told the story, I am who I am because I grew up in my country playing futsal, then everybody else now is starting to go on. So it's booming everywhere. Alex and Diego. Diego, what's your last name? Bobadilla. Okay, you say it each time we need it because I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher that thing. <laughs> he's did, Irish. He's, he is, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fellow Irishman. I see that. Did uh, Where did you grow up? Uh, Michigan area. Okay, yeah. so mm-hmm. did was futsal there for you? And, uh, and I'm going to ask you the same thing, Alex, because again, up until three or four years ago, I had never heard of it. And I was involved in soccer in the indoor and outdoor game. And and I, so for me, it's like it's brand new and now it's really getting big, but it's not that new. Well, uh, in Michigan, uh, they played the indoor game a lot with the, with the walls and everything. Um, we didn't, I didn't start getting to play futsal until I got into college, and that's when we really started taking off, and that's when it really started growing in Michigan. And every time I go back home, I see all these facilities that are opening up, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. So, what, what, for you personally, um, what did what did playing that, even if it was just with a bunch of your buddies, 
What did that do for the skill level that you had in soccer? Then uh, I mean, practice makes perfect, and in the game of futsal, you keep getting so many touches, keep getting new opportunities to create going forward, a lot of opportunity to defend, and that repetition over and over again in that hour. So you get way many more touches, way many more reps than you would in an outdoor game. So it really develops. Alex, same question for you. Um, so futsal, because your dad, he said, look, it's been around a long time. Did you know about it when you were, you know, seven, eight, nine years old? Uh, well, I always knew about the game of futsal uh, when, you know, growing up around, uh, you know, my dad and everything, being part of the national team for, you know, 18 plus years. Um, but I never really got uh, into it until I was about, 2021 uh, okay. I just finished a season with the Milwaukee Wave and I decided to try outdoor so um, signed with the team over in Michigan and when I was moving out there um, that's obviously where I met Diego and that was about five years ago but um, pops over here said hey I got a great opportunity for you uh, I got a good friend of mine Fabian who runs a futsal academy and he's got a men's team and I want you to play um, and Ever since then, I really fell in love with that. I did one season of outdoor out there, and then when I, you know, finished that, I said I'm going to dedicate myself to futsal and uh, indoor. Um, what what made what if you had to think back as what made you fall in love with it so much? Was it the idea that you get a lot more touches and it's and it's quicker or? Yeah, um, well, I definitely think, you know, even in this short five-year span that I've dedicated myself to it, it's definitely improved me um, tremendously as a player. Um, you know, especially in, you know, the culture I brought, was brought up in, um, in this community. Uh, it was very based around um, the physicality of the game, uh, you know, be strong, be fast and everything. <laughs> I actually remember when I signed with the Wave and everything, it was super funny. Um, I'm sitting in a restaurant having dinner with uh, Dad and uh, David Moxham at the time. Sure. And David pulls me aside, he goes, listen, Alex, you know, for your first for your first season, make a career out of blocks and blue cards. There you go. So, <laughs> there it is. I, 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 He's shaking his head I, now. That why sounds like Moxham. Why would Moxham tell him that? <laughs> because Moxie had a bunch of blue cards. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. The Tim teammate yeah, yeah. Uh, era, right? Yeah, That's yeah. what he made his oh, life. Oh, yeah. You hated him if he was on the other team, and you loved, <laughs> loved him. Loved him if he was on the other team. Oh, you loved him. Is he still roughing and stuff? Oh, yeah. Is oh, he yes. really? He's still roughing That's the, the funniest part to me, no, yeah. is nobody got kicked out of games more than that guy, yeah. and he's now a ref. He's now a referee. Unbelievable. Yeah. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, I want to talk about the, the youth side of this mm-hmm. and how many kids, and are they, do they have to choose between soccer and this, or do they do a combination of the both? And I want to get into, there's a number of things, doing some research for the show today that I want to ask you guys about, and having all three of you is going to work out really well. For that, this is the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. We're talking youth futsal. With Keith Tozer, he is the U.S. Futsal Men's National Team coach. Is that correct? Former. 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 Now, and now you're the technical director. I'm the technical director of U.S. Youth Futsal, a FIFA instructor, a Concacaf Futsal instructor, <laughs> uh, that, that commissioner. Business, business co- we we've got an only hour show okay. here, Keith. Okay. He does a lot of stuff. WisconsinSportsGroup.com. Yep. Yeah, president. 
WisconsinSportsGroup.com president, also joined by his son Alex and Diego. Not going to even per- – <laughs> go I ahead. Don't even try to do that. Yeah. Hey, Diego, are, um, are you still uh, playing soccer? Yeah, yep. Who do you play for? Uh, so I just re-signed with uh, St. Louis Ambush. Okay. Uh, I'll be heading down there in a few weeks and actually get to play the, against the Wave in January. Here in Milwaukee? Yep. Yeah, who do you like in that game? Uh, St. Louis. You better uh, say St. Louis. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mark, Mark Linton's a goalkeeper coach for that yeah. team. Is he really? And Everton's the head coach. Oh, my goodness. Wave guys. They're all they're wave guys. Wave St. guys everywhere. St. Louis still a really good organization and franchise? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. it's still... And you go to one, you go to a couple games every once in a while with Wave, right? Yeah, um, I was at the final when they won, so congratulations to their owner, Michael, uh, Mike Zimmerman, and sure. Giuliano and uh, Marcelo and the rest of the guys. Larry great. I go to a couple games. You yeah, know? yeah, I still hear from Larry a lot. I yeah. hear from Larry all the time. He's doing well. He listens to some of the stuff that I do, and it's always good to hear from him. Yeah, and he's a great guy. Yeah, he is. A, they don't get any better. They don't get any him. better. And he uh, he still bleeds wave blue. Oh, you know he will always uh, bleed wave blue. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Is there? Let's if somebody asks you um, in an elevator, I guess uh, what is futsal? What do you tell them? Well, how do you explain it uh, in in kind of a short Reader's Digest version? It's kind of like Honey I Shrunk the Kids, right? So you take the soccer game outdoors and shrink it down, and you know there you got it. So played on the basketball court with five players. The ball is a little bit different, so there's a thicker bladder in the ball. And so when the ball drops and it hits the ground, it might only bounce two times before it, it stays still or dies, where a soccer ball might bounce four to five times. Uh, tennis actually has developed the same kind of tennis ball for little players so that the ball doesn't bounce up by their head, right. but it bounces around by the sweet spot. So if, if you think about – look at the NBA, and this is why kind of Cuban likes the, the, the PFL stuff. In, in the NBA years ago – the tallest men were maybe six foot three, six foot four. Then you had Manute Bowl was the first seven footer, right? He didn't move too well, okay, right. uh, with no disrespect. Uh, but because of the nature of the court, because of the size of it, it creates a different physicality in the athlete. Now you have players that are like LeBron James closing in on seven feet who run and move like they're five eleven to six foot. Right. So that's what futsal does. It really develops a different physicality that can then help that player when they go outdoor. There's been studies with with Messi, one of the best players in the world, and Stefan Curry, and they put video clips of them playing their each other sport next to each other, and the movement is almost identical. So, I think that proves that it does definitely help. Sure. Alex, is there a progression? Should if 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 you were a parent and I, and you had a six year old son or a six year old daughter that that has shown oh, interest, God. do do you start them in futsal and then move them to soccer? Do they start in soccer? Is it is there a progression that should come with that, or does it not matter? Um, right now, I don't I don't really think it matters. Um, just for the sole fact that. Uh, you know, Dad, me, and Diego. You know, we started uh, the WSG Futsal uh, Club um, just a few years ago. So uh, we do have an outlet for youth players to train, but right now it is supplemental. So all of our players are playing with an outdoor club right now. Um, so it, it's kind of like cross training. But if anything, we've seen it really help develop. So I guess right now it's too early to say like what avenue they need to take. Sure. So we're we're, we're kind of feeling that out a little bit. It, well, let me. See. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening and your son or daughter wants to get involved in soccer, from from three years old, they should start manipulating the ball. 
not kicking it because we're a country of kickers. So Tom Beyer, who actually is a friend of mine who grew up in New York, he's the guru in Japan. He wrote a book, Soccer Starts at Home. So at three, four, and five, because he says if a young person at three years old can manipulate a cell phone and an iPad, which they can. Yes, they can. Why cannot they manipulate a ball? So this is the new study. This is the new methodology that is happening around the world is that three, four, and five, you can manipulate a ball. That's like movement forward, backwards, sideways, stopping it. I think all young players should play futsal at the young age. Because in Brazil and Spain, a young player at the age of 5 to 12 play futsal. At 12 years old, the outdoor teams say, okay, you, 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 you come with us. You're going to be outdoor players. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah, that's really interesting to me. So, so they're learning. They're, they're learning how to control the ball. Their their footwork with the ball and the control that they have is what they're learning. So it's almost like as a basketball coach, where we're going to just play three and three for a while. So we're going to learn how to set picks, shade picks. We're going to learn how to get in gaps, kick, knock down medium range jump shots, that kind of stuff, and then move them into five on five. That's not a bad idea. It, it, with a sport that I coach. You know, when, when you go to an outdoor game, and no disrespect to coaches, parents, or players, when a young player is about to receive the ball, I call the 16 assistant coaches on the sidelines parents. What do a lot of them yell? Kick it. Kick it. So depending how <laughs> far, it. how yeah. high, and how fast, Johnny and Mary, hey, you did a great job. In Brazil, after a game, if that happened, the young man or the young would get, you know, pulled by their jacket and is like, hey, why are you kicking the ball? Don't kick it until you have five players on you. They, they want their players to be comfortable with the ball and kicking it is not going to do that. That's why futsal is so great. That's why U.S. Soccer Foundation has changed their methodology of building outdoor pitches in the inner city to building futsal courts in the inner city. Hey, if somebody wants more information – on on the on futsal on how to sign up here locally, how to get more information to be part of what you guys are doing, is is Wisconsin Sports Group the place to go? Is that the website that people should go to, or is there another one we need to promote? Yeah, just head over to wsgfutsalclub.com. Uh, that's just kind of dedicated to the futsal side. Um, the Wisconsin Sports Group dot uh, is just advertising to World of Futsal, everything that we're doing within the community and whatnot. And so then, d- uh, WSG. Futsalclub.com. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and we have our own courts in Lincoln Park. You know that. I did. Yeah. I've seen them. Yeah, they're beautiful. Man, and you and know now what? we have Pulaski. From? Do you really? Yeah. There's another court there. I didn't. Say, I was just there. Yeah. Uh, last, one one uh, beautiful week ago court. Thursday. Um, I was at Pulaski at the school, or at, at, the, at the school behind 27th in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just there. I, I'm the sideline reporter for the high school football game of the week. Huh? They couldn't afford a good-looking girl, so they got all this <laughs> is what I tell people. You're 10. Yeah. I've been doing that. We did the Milwaukee-Riverside-Milwaukee King game at Pulaski. They just redid that football stadium. It's absolutely gorgeous. Milwaukee County Parks have done an unbelievable job with a lot of facilities around the state, that's for sure. The, the one at Lincoln Park, I read about it, yep. and it happened. Like, I read about <laughs> it, and I drove by and went, because normally, you know, there's a lot of politics, a lot of red tape. Yeah. They say it's going to happen, and then there's a delay, and then they just funding problems, and then they start something. To, they, I read about it, and boom, it happened. So you guys were on top of that thing. Well, you got to thank city government because when I walked in the city government meeting to p- pitch the the program and and the the project, as I walked in, 
they all said, hey, coach, how you doing? It's great to see you. So I'm like, okay, maybe I got an in. Yeah. And then when I started set, talking about futsal and what we could do with courts that have not been used in years, they said, okay, let's go to a vote. And then someone said, well, before we vote, can you do it in my community? Can you do it in my community? So this is what's been transforming across the country. Adidas and Target just announced that they're building 50 each futsal courts across uh, uh, the country. Is, is Milwaukee got a chance because you're here to be on, on you know, ahead of this and, and, and to be one of those communities that, you, that people outside of the community go, how did Milwaukee get this already? How did they start this thing? Do we have the ability? Yes. Do a lot of people within, and I'm just going to be blunt, and within the state of Wisconsin believe in the game of futsal? No. I, I think when you have people within clubs who don't understand something, who don't know how to teach it, and they don't believe it, then they're not going to push it. And what's great about the WSG Futsal Club is it's non-club specific, which means they're not taking any players away from a club. So if you play for a club, you come and train with us, and then you go back to your club. And you can train with us when you want to. Uh, you can play when you want to. Uh, and, and that's what's the, the beauty about it. There are clubs, and, and if you t- look at Waukesha Wave, I think that's what they're called. FC Wave. FC Wave. You know, they have a lot of the guys who from Canada who are on the right. national team of futsal uh, from Brazil. Uh, they're doing a very good job of teaching futsal. The Creation Club is now coming into it. So I, I think eventually the state will buy into it, and when they buy into it, it's going to really pay off uh, dividends. Hey, before we get to a break, I've known you a long time. Yes. And you have uh, you've always demonstrated this um, servant leadership heart that you believe in giving back. Mm-hmm. And um, our next guest, we're going to talk to Christy Deputy. Um, Christy, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Christy's doing an event today from 10 to noon out in the Waukesha Courthouse in their parking lot called Trunk or Treat. And it is for kids that might struggle to, to go trick-or-treating. Um, because they're they're in wheelchairs or they have a walker mm. and they can't get upstairs. And so she started this thing six years ago, and it's evolved into this big event where now it's open to everybody. And from 10 to noon today, she's got the sheriff's department and, and police officers out there, and they've got candy in their trunk, and you dress yeah. up in your costume, and you come out and get yeah, some candy. I love that. You get, yeah. And, and Christy, um, I know it's a little, a little cold out, but it's not going to be too cold for people to come out and get free stuff, right? Heck no. It's a little windy, but we're managing. We got our hot chocolate going. We got our cookies. We got crime stoppers out here making their burgers and hot dogs. We're ready to go. It's a 100% free event. 100%. The only thing is crime stoppers. They are selling their um, their food, but the, we have a free photo booth. Our cookies are free. I was up late Thursday night baking 800 cookies <laughs> oh, with Adam Lord. Deputy, and we're ready to go. What and, kind of cookies? I don't eat the cookies, but Adam says he did try one. He said they were pretty good. Are they chocolate chip or what? There's a ton of different ones. There's chocolate chip. There's macadamia nut. Oh. There's guess, brownie ones. I don't know if you know Tony Resch from Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. He's a guy that's been part of the stuff that I do forever. He's donated these cookies in the last four or five years. Wow. And he donates all the cookie dough. He drives it out. And uh, Christy spends all night cooking the <laughs> cooking the things and baking them. This event, Christy, for for you guys, has really grown to be pretty big. Correct? It's huge. Uh, last year, county executive Paul Farrell he went to his office and took a picture, an aerial shot, and we just could not believe the response that we had. We had hundreds and hundreds of kids, and 
we partnered with Lola's Hope, who they, um, when we did our justice jog, the, the deal was we would partner up and have to provide more candy for this event because people underestimate how big it is and how much we actually need. So it's just a great event, and it just puts the biggest smile on your face. Hey, it started, and you're still raising money for Lola's Hope, correct? Always, yes. So Lola's yep. Hope, can you explain what that is to us? So Lola was a victim of Shaken Baby, and her mom, Krista, had decided that she was going to start a nonprofit, and we were going to raise awareness and try and do what we can so people knew about what Shaken Baby was. And it's something that isn't talked about. And I had another family come in, Team Abe, and they wanted to start a group, and I was nervous about it. So I went to my boss, we got some funding, and we just started uh, corroborating together with Lola's Hope to hopefully people understand what abusive head trauma is and shaken baby is and how to take care of a baby that might be a little bit of a challenge and take a break and don't shake. So just bringing awareness to what actually shaken baby syndrome is. Christy, thank you so much. Again, 10 to noon today at Wisconsin or at the Waukesha Courthouse parking lot. Christy got married two weeks ago. No. Oh. Two weeks ago today. And I married her, her and Adam. On a beautiful Saturday day, two weeks you ago. You even married people. You are big time. Big, big time Mike McGivern. Hey, uh, Jeff, I got that. Yeah, no no kidding. And you know what? It's been two weeks. They're still married. Wow. I, 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 did, I did a good job. Congratulations. Hey, Christy, thank you so much for what you do for our community. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for all your support. You got it. 10 to noon today, Waukesha County Courthouse parking lot. It's a wonderful event. And, and she underplayed it. It's huge. Yeah, good kids for her. come out. You go out there, you see kids in wheelchairs, kids that can't get upstairs and they think they can't go trick-or-treating yeah. and can't put on, you know, their costumes. Head out there today. It's not. It, it's wonderful. We'll get to, I'll get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue talking with Diego, Alex, and Keith Tozer. Um, regarding futsal, I've got some questions regarding the parenting part because as a basketball coach, I see some issues on that side. I want to see if you guys see the same on your side. This is the U Sports Show. Brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Keith Tozer. He is, I can't even start telling you what he does, because there's just too much. But I know this, he's the youth, U.S. Youth Futsal Technical Director. I got a, uh, a text from um, a really good friend of mine, Karina, who said, uh, this is a great show. She is a soccer coach. Uh-huh. She played at Auburn. She, is, she played um, at Auburn. She did. Wow. She did. And now she's the strength and conditioning coach out at Kettle Moraine High School where her kid's playing. She started in soccer, assistant coach on the girls' soccer team, and now she does strength and conditioning for the golf team and number of teams out there. And if she called in, I would love to know what she thinks of futsal because I would assume that they're playing out in that area. I, I don't know. Is there a place for them to play? Do you have to have a certain facility or can you use just a gymnasium or Tell me what you need with that. I'll let these guys talk, but there's one thing that I say when I talk about futsal when I travel around the world. Jokingly, but honestly, 
is that we have more futsal facilities than any country in the world. Why? Every elementary, junior high, high school, university, college, church, all have what? Basketball courts. You bet. Not only one. We have we have facilities around the country that they have multiple uh, basketball courts. And a basketball court is what ninety four by fifty four, right? Right. Okay. And in and, and a futsal court uh, is forty meters by twenty meters, so one hundred twenty five feet by sixty five feet. So if you use the 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 larger width out of bounds stripe all the way sure. around the court, you know what I'm talking about? I basketball. Do. Yep. Is that you got a basketball? You got a futsal court. And the best coaches in the world all have studied basketball, because we have pick and roll. We have you have pick and roll in basketball. We call it block and roll. Okay. So uh, the the patterns, the offenses, everything, all comes from basketball. Hey Alex, how hard was it for you to understand the not not just play it because you know what everybody could just play it, but to understand the concepts and understand the you know the transition part of of futsal and understand the block and roll and that kind of how to defend that. Did it take a while for you to understand the concept of it? I, I, I think the tactics of the game definitely um, I took to pretty quickly coming from the indoor game, a lot of diagonal runs and stuff. And I think for even outdoor players to understand, um, I guess the tactics of it is not, is not what's really the, the most difficult aspect of it. Um, you know, diagonal runs in outdoor are, are still a, a very pivotal aspect of the game. Sure. So um, I think what, what really comes down to is adapting to the speed of play um, because you're you're constantly under pressure. In outdoor, you'll, you will you can get the width of the field, get a ball at your feet, and have 10 to 15 seconds before you, you even have any defender applying pressure to you. Um, in futsal, as soon as you have the ball at your feet, you're instant pressure. So your decision-making is just, I think, the, the rapid speed and, and – you know, being able to adapt to that is definitely the the most difficult part for any player jumping into hey, the game. Hey, Diego, is is playing futsal more physical? Are, are guys more physical in a game because the space is 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 smaller, or are they more physical in the out? I, I love when people tell me, well, they, they they obviously don't like contact, so they go play soccer. Well, you obviously haven't been around soccer because it's a physical sport. Is this is this game of futsal more? Um, is it more physical to play? Um, well, at least for me, since I am a smaller guy, both of them are pretty physical. Yeah. I get pushed around a lot. But uh, I would say, uh, I think I would say futsal is a, a little bit more physical. It, does, does futsal, um, are you good for that game because of your quickness? Uh, I'd like to think so. Yeah, it kind of uh, plays to my uh, skill set, I guess. Um, I like getting the ball a lot. Uh, I'm pretty technical. Uh, I can move around people pretty well. Um, so it kind of plays in my favor as opposed to outdoor. Those long runs kind of, I'm not, I'm, I'm fast in the first five steps, but after that, people are catching me. So uh, I like what's all a lot more. What about on the defensive end, guys? Uh, is, there, is there a certain skill set that you need to play good defense in, in futsal, and you can't just be a defender in in this game. You got to be able to play both, correct? All all the guys that have gone through indoor soccer, and you know him, Zoran Savic, sure, right? assistant coach at Sporting KC MLS. Ted Eck uh, is one of the assistant coaches for San Jose. I just talked to yesterday. Omin Namazi. Uh, the list can go on and on. They all say that indoor soccer is wonderful. How to teach young players how to defend one v one, how to close the ball down. Uh, how to use other players, how to make lines of defense. And if you take the game of futsal, it's the same thing, but then multiplied 
a hundred times because basically what you're doing in any sport is you take a piece of the, the, the sport away, you put it over here, you practice that little piece, and then you throw it back into the game and you're right. hoping. And right. that's and that's what futsal does because you're getting so many more touches. And Alex was spot on. It helps you to think ahead because if you haven't thought what you're going to do with the ball before you got it in futsal, like in basketball – you're not going to be successful. It's too, it's too late. It's too late. Exactly. Yeah. You've yeah. got to be able to see. Is is there almost like in basketball? Are there guys that are better point guards because they 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 see angles and they're able to create and be able to kind of draw and then dish. So you got those guys, and then you've yep. got guys that score. I'll tell you that my my son Matthew played soccer when he was little, mm-hmm. and I was working for the Rampage at the time, and he was playing for the Kickers, and I was getting uncomfortable because they would win. Eight to three, and Matthew would have seven goals, and I was uncomfortable. So I went to right. Gansler, and I said, "Look, I, this makes me uncomfortable. So I, I need to start to tell him to p- start passing the ball a little bit, right?" And Gansler put his glasses on his desk and stood up, and looked at me. He goes, "Are you out of your mind?" <laughs> and I said, yeah, "What? I- it's making me uncomfortable." He said, "I could care less how it makes you. I can't teach kids to finish. Yep, I can't." If your kid finishes, he he needs to finish every single time. Don't ever say anything that ridiculous yep. to me again. Put his glasses back it. on, sat back down, yeah. and I thought, okay, I'm not going to say a word about it. And he, you know, just go score as many goals. This game, this this allows you to score. I mean, what what are the scores of a good game? Can can, can you score 15? That all depends on the quality of the players and, and the teams. But if you have a really good set of players, it could be. Six three, six four, ten seven. You know, I mean, obviously, there's more goal scoring in futsal than than outdoor. Uh, is, is there a keeper yeah. in futsal? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. and, and you know, to go back to what uh, Pops is saying, come uh, a little closer to your mic if you could. Thank you. To, to go what we keep to saying, um, you know, with the score set is it, it really does depend on the the quality of the team. Uh, with our high school team and our club, when we have entered them in the the leagues around here, we're playing against teams that have not studied the game of futsal. So our games actually tend to get to be like 20 to 1. And everyone in the league is kind of funny. They call us the Futsal Extraordinaire Club as we walk in. Okay. Um, but then when we play our men's side, we do have a we have a men's team uh, in the area as well. Uh, we played Chicago last week, and Trizub is a great club. A um, bunch of Serbian and um, Yugoslavia, or ex-Yugoslavia now, yeah. um, players. But uh, that game was very close. It was 3-2. So it, it – it, Kind of hits both ends of the spectrum. Where you talked about the high school side, mm-hmm. how do kids get involved? Did you cherry pick the high school kids you want? Are they from one? They're not from one school, of course. No. Uh, again, the the high school program uh, is part of the WSG Futsal Club, so it is supplemental training. So if they do want to join or are interested, just wsgfutsalclub.com. But these were just players that um, it it just kind of happened naturally. Um, you know. At that time, WSG, we were just doing clinics, and these kids were part of that, and they said they wanted more. They wanted competition and, and more practices, so that's when we – I think we had like 20 kids at the time, and we just started it. What age do you start working with kids? So, so if again, if your dad had said three, four years old, you got to be able to manipulate a ball. If somebody's got a six, seven-year-old that they want to get more involved and understand, they can go to wsgfutsalclub.com. Mm-hmm. Um, do you work with kids at that age? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right now, our youngest uh, player is a U7-year-old. Okay. Um, 
I don't know the whole birth year thing right now. No, that's all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we but, do start working with kids uh, that early. Uh, we got like a little footballers program. Um, so and then that goes all the way up to U eighteen. So Diego, you're you're here working with these kids as well. Oh yeah, yep. Until until the St. Louis ambush call, yep. then you got to head to St. Louis. Yep. Hey, Mark Mark Litton and Everton are uh, both within the club, yeah, well, and they're out coaching kids. And, well, and there's a game next Saturday, uh, two p.m. Where the WSG men's team is going to be playing, Alex? Where? Yep. Uh, so the WSG men's uh, team, we will be playing Cadence uh, Futsal. Uh, they're a Chicago-based club here at the. Very nice. Uh, Wayne Howard and Milwaukee Wave player Vega, uh, along with some other partners, opened up a, a three-court indoor futsal facility in New Berlin, uh, 2900-163rd uh, Street uh, in New Berlin. Uh, that's where all our home games are. So at 2 p.m. October 19th, Saturday, uh, we'll be taking on Chicago. Boy, uh, that's... It's $5 to get in. Uh, we are, are doing a free futsal clinic uh, from 12 to 1. Uh, that day for uh, youth athletes to come out and just kind of experience the game of futsal a little bit before the game. And uh, the WSG men's players will be leading that clinic as well. 2900, 163rd Street in New Berlin. Mm-hmm. And it's, I didn't know this exist, existed. Yep. How many fields? Uh, three courts? indoor courts. Courts, not fields. Yep. Yeah, courts. Yeah. And, I'll get uh, it, Keith. Basketball. I'll get basketball. It. That's what I'm thinking. Yep, it's called the New Berlin Sports Complex. Are you playing on the team? Uh, yep, me and Diego plan the team. Yeah. Uh, hey, it, does Tozer pass you the ball enough, Diego? Uh, not enough. Not enough. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's a good answer right there. Um, shoot. 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 The, shoot. Yeah, Remember, okay, Gansler, Yeah, that's perfect. How good is the team from Chicago coming up? Uh team from Chicago is very, very experienced. Uh, a lot of Brazilians, and they are coached by uh, Zago. Um, so in the futsal community, Zago is like, buddha like he's the guy yeah he's he's the myth he's the legend he's he's really organized so he's good but at the same time uh it's a great level here the wsg men's uh team you know uh we have a lot of great local talent as well as you know me and diego uh used to play for the men's national team you have everton who plays who played for the milwaukee wave uh now coaching st louis and played santos fc down in brazil we have chico who is the next wave player vega has now suited up for us as well so there's great talent, how, uh, a lot of local players and community. How long are the games? Uh, like, we play two times 24 okay. minutes um, with a stop clock. So it, it, it's it's a it's an exciting hour. And there's some and there's enough room for people if they want to come. Five bucks to get in. You've got a free clinic going on. That's next Saturday, 2 o'clock. You can go see this men's team, play this team from Chicago. A lot of big futsal guys that are going to be there, 2,900 uh, 163rd Street, and they've got a free clinic going on from 12 to 1 mm-hmm. that day. There you go. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. Diego and Alex alongside Keith Tozer, and we're talking a lot of youth futsal. WSGFutsalClub.com. WSGFutsal, F-U-T-S-A-L, Club.com for more information. This is the Youth Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. We're talking youth futsal. We're talking off futsal right now because really interesting stuff going on with this sport in this area. And if you have uh, you have questions, if you're an adult that wants to maybe look to play, if you've got a high school age kid or you've got young kids, I would get a hold of Alex Tozer. 
And I would go to WSGFutsalClub.com. Go to that website. A lot of information that you need uh, would be on the website. But he would be, he's, look, this is, this is a young man that's trying to make this thing happen in a big way. If you just want to go watch it, before you make any commitments, you want to go watch it next Saturday at 2 o'clock. Uh, the new facility, 2900 163rd Street in New Berlin, is where to go. They're doing a free demonstration from 12 to 1, and they're playing a really quality team from Chicago at 2 o'clock. To get five bucks to get in, spend more of that in the drive-through. Go see this team and, and support this local, this local team. Right, I'll give that a shot. If uh, these kids come out, you guys are willing to uh, sign autographs after the game and all that pictures, all of that. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's good. That's that's the only way you got you got to be able to do that. Hey, oh, um, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but on on the website, um, doing some research, there was a questionnaire that is a parent. We're supposed to take for kids that are playing that are six to twelve years old, and you know some of the questions are: Have I asked my child um, why they want to play sports? Do I encourage unstructured and loosely structured play? Does my child's program promote multi-sport participation? And you're supposed to answer these, and then it'll tell you at the end if you had five right or seven. You know, are you a good parent? Are you somebody that needs maybe a little bit of help? Are you the one that's screaming at coaches all the time? And and I thought, I I didn't need one of these when I was a parent. I, I took you my cues. I figured after playing basketball through eighth grade. Right after the eighth grade year ended, my son said, I'm done. Never playing basketball again. I'm going to play volleyball. Right. And he had a bad experience in, in, in grade school. I didn't coach him. You know what? I let other guys coach him at that point. I had him in AAU. And I let him for three months, Keith. I said, okay. Well, he's, he was going to Calvary Baptist High School with 67 kids in the school. He was playing mm-hmm. basketball there. And so I waited, and I came home from work one day. I said, hey, get your bag, get your, uh, your basketball shoes. Let's go. We're going to get some shots up. He goes, no, I told you I quit. I said, no. Get your shoes, get your bag, get in the car. So he was really mad at me. And we got to the Y, and we got 150 shots up. The first 50, he was walking, and he was mad. The next 100, got a little rhythm going, got a little bounce to him, got a sweat going, patted me on the backside as we're walking in the car. He said, thank you. I said, you're welcome. Played Division III, started four years at a Division III college. But I figured it out. Let him just let him go for a little bit, and now bring it back, bring him back something that he loved. And so I don't know if we need all these questionnaires. Maybe we do, but in the world where everybody's getting participation medals, I think I'm the dinosaur man. I think I'm the guy that people go, "Well, you're so out of touch." No, you know, just last weekend here in Wisconsin, all the outdoor clubs had to tell all their teams that it was silent weekend. Did you know about this? No. So. They told all the parents throughout the entire state that when your son or daughter has a game this weekend, no talking. You can cheer, but no coaching. So I, I think it has – competition is big in our country. Right. And I think it touches on all sports that parents like to see their son or daughter become successful. But I think a lot of times it uh, deters that success. And I think uh, what you did was great. You, you let your son's passion come through on his own. And he, he picked it up and carried it. And I think that's what you got to do with with kids. You know, my wife and I never sat next to each other during one of his games in college. Because she said I didn't cheer correctly, Diego. I still don't know what that means. I don't think she cheers correct, correctly. But he would tell me in a packed gym at Maranatha Baptist Bible College, he couldn't hear his coach. 
But I was at the top of the bleachers, and if I said, are you going to hit a shot tonight? He goes, that I heard. I could hear you. Everything you say, I hear. And so as, you know what, I think parents have to understand because kids are used to tuning into their voice, be careful what you say. Yep. Be careful. Guys, this has been really fun. Awesome. I don't know if we spend enough time on the technical side of it, but I think, look, if I had a child you know, that age, and I have grandkids now that age, I would go to WSGFutsalClub.com. Or I'd head out there next Saturday and see these guys play and get a feel for what the game is. See some of the best players in the Midwest playing against each other to see if this is something you want to get your kids involved in. Keith, they're busy, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah, you know, you, you've, off, to, uh, off to Finland in uh, in a month, uh, teach a course in Finland, and then rough off life. to Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. And then right. all state IDs. It's you, great to see you, man. Yeah. You miss Alex when you go, right? I do miss Alex. Yeah, I know you do. That's why we Skype. There you go. <laughs> you can go to World of Futsal. You listen to his podcast. I Honestly, go to it. Even if you're not a futsal or a soccer guy, there's wonderful stories. And he does a great job of interviewing uh, people about this game that he totally loves and he's given his life to, basically. Um, Diego, good luck. I hope St. Louis Ambush get killed when they come to Milwaukee, pal. <laughs> but you've been a really good guest. I'm just kidding. It's good to see you. It's nice to see you again. Thanks, young man. Appreciate You're it. doing a good job. WSGFutsalClub.com. This I'll is. See, I'll see you next Saturday. I'll see you next Saturday at, at the, the Nary Mall. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'll be there till noon. I'm, I'm there 10 to 12. Perfect. At the ABC Video and Audio with Chris Klug. Okay. And then I'll head to New Berlin for the game. And you know what? Terry and I are heading to Door County for our birthdays and then going to the Packer game. Nah. But I'll be there till noon on Saturday. Happy this birthday. is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.